Hi, I'm Kat Tompkins, and you are listening to the Engage Chesterfield Podcast, a podcast about topics that affect our schools and community in Chesterfield, Virginia. We believe family and community engagement is an essential component of improving outcomes for children and youth. Our goal is to strengthen the partnership between families, teachers, schools, and the community through open dialogue. Thanks for engaging with us. This week's topic is screen time and its effects on our children. What is screen time? It is the time spent using a device such as a smartphone, computer, television, tablet, or game console. Now that most households have multiple devices, screen time is a hot topic with parents. And many parents are having trouble getting their children to put down their devices. Our children are even using Chromebooks in school. Is all this screen time healthy? How much screen time is too much? It is my hope that listening to this podcast will help answer these questions and make you aware of potential dangers help you set realistic boundaries, and role model healthy behaviors when it comes to using devices and technology. For your reference, much of the research that we discuss in this podcast comes from Common Sense Media's 2016 study on media addiction. It can be found on their website at commonsensemedia.org. Today, I am with I'm Josh Griesenbach, an Instructional Technology Integrator. And we're also here today with Katherine Ogletree. Katherine, what do you do? Hi, I am the Mental Health Support Specialist for Chesterfield County Public Schools. Awesome. Well, today we're addressing these questions that we talked about earlier by two podcast platforms because this is my debut with Engage Chesterfield, the podcast for family and community engagement. And Josh, what is your podcast? Um, the EdTech Hubcast. And so uh, what we do is uh, it's the Instructional Technology Integrator. It's our department's podcast. So on it, we talk about different topics that could make your life as a teacher easier and your students' lives more educational. So, so we're kind of cross-pollinating today because we feel like this topic, screen time, kind of fits with both of us. Right. Right. All right. Well, just to let you all know, in the past couple months, um, Family and Community Engagement has hosted a couple screenings of the film Screenagers. And Screenagers is about the impact of the digital age on our children and how we can help them minimize the harmful effects and find balance in our lives. This is something that we definitely need to think about as parents, as grandparents, and guardians, and really all of us in the educational community need to think about this. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, It's it's certainly important, and I think as time keeps going, it's just going to be more and more important. So it's Devices um, aren't going anywhere, are they? Right, no. (laughs) It's around us more and more, which can be a really good, powerful thing. But at the same time, it can be a little scary if we're not careful and mindful about what we're doing. And it doesn't just have to be us talking about it and what we think about it. There are stats that are coming out now that we can look at, and we can use those things to better inform what we're doing we're doing the effects on screen time on our children some some studies Catherine right. do you know any do you have any information about that I do um, you know one of the things that makes technology so great is also 
something that's sort of the downfall when it comes to children and our de and development. You know, we've turned on our phones and it's colors and games and lights and movement, but too much of that when the brain is developing can be damaging and it, it can affect um, other parts of the brain as they start to grow and um, those neurons are firing. And so when a child is on a smart device and they're swiping and clicking and punching and numbers and everything is coming at them all at once, it, it actually releases dopamine, which is great. It's something that the body creates naturally, but too much of it starts to make that child think that all interactions are going to be that quick. And so when they go and they interact with face-to-face -face humans and it's not as quick as it is on a smartphone or a tablet, then they start to get frustrated and then impatient and they don't have that connection to understand the difference between the interaction on the smartphone versus a real person interaction. So that's part of where the limiting of it so that you're not consistently releasing that dopamine and making them think that that's the way all stimuli is going to interact with them so instantaneously. Um, so there are a bunch of studies out there. We can probably cite hundreds and hundreds of them, but um, most of them are focusing on how the child's ability to focus and concentrate and sense other people's attitude and how to communicate socially are very much impacted when their screen time is super high and they aren't getting those good breaks between screen time. Um, there was a study done um, that showed children can, they have the ability to pick up any technology device that they haven't necessarily previously used and learn how to use it very quickly. But then you turn around and they can't tie their shoes and they're having trouble riding their bike. Um, learning to swim is oh, taking long, longer yeah. because of the skills that they're not fostering because they're on those smart devices. That social part that you mentioned earlier to me is really important. Like families are having that thing where you put your phone in the middle of the table mm, right. and you have a conversation Correct. with people. Yes. And just like real world situations on that game, you know how to navigate it to get it to do what you want. But in real life, there's so many more obstacles or frustrations that things aren't going to be as automatic and kids right. need to learn how to deal with that social part. Right. And there's actually a study at um, UCLA that took a group of kids and sent them off to camp for about five days and they had no electronics mm. and then they had a group that was going to go to the camp, but not for some time. Uh -huh. And there were and, no survivors. <laughs> and when they came back comparatively the um, increase of emotional cognition for the group that went to the camp was much greater just from having the disconnect for those five days compared to that group who had been continuously connected to mm -hmm. electronics. Right. It's that distraction, too. Yes. Like, you're never really focused. You're right. always distracted. Right. Um, that's interesting what you were talking about, that study, because well, there's a study that they mention in screenagers, and they actually use mice. They mm -hmm. talk about this, and they have these mice, and they're shown um, bright lights and, like, the same mm -hmm. kind of simulation as our kids do in front of an iPad or a screen. 
and the mice that were shown the lights were unable to navigate the maze. Mm-hmm. And then even after time, mm-hmm. they tried again with these same mice that were had this exposure to the screens early on, and those neurons were unable to, yeah. to make the connections. It was, it was, it was permanent, mm-hmm. which that wow. was scary, mm-hmm. and that surprised me. Because having a grandson, my grandson just turned two, and I have another one that's um, six months, my daughter-in-law does not let them. They don't have any screen They're under two. They Mm. need to not be in front of a screen. I think the only exception that they say is, like, video chats, like, you know, a a parent's deployed or maybe Mm. grandparents are on the other side of the country. Those video chats are probably the only exception to kids who are under the age of two. Mm. Um, But they shouldn't have any screen time. Well, technology, obviously... Josh and I are both in the technology department for Mm -hmm. a while together. We know that technology is fantastic. Like being able to video chat and make those connections um, is important. And I also think if a parent is sitting next to a child and they're talking together and interacting together, then that's a different level too. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Josh? I agree. And I'll... um, I'm thinking, so I'm a new parent. I've got a nine-month-old at uh-huh. home. And so we will play that game where we don't want him to have any, you know, screen time, of course. Right. Um, and, like, we don't have, like, we've got a TV, but it's in the closet <laughs> because we didn't want that to be a thing. Right. But, um, like, taking pictures of him, mm-hmm. like, he'll say, like, this thing is suddenly here. And, yeah. like, he sees my wife and I, like, using the things, yeah. you know, and we try to not do it too much in front of him, right. but he certainly sees, like, there's this thing that lights up, and we right. have it, but we don't let him have it. Right. So I'm worried that I'm turning it into this, like, exotic object to that. You right. Know, well, i got to get me some of that. So I've started letting him, like, <laughs> chew on it so that he sees that it's not right. something Super, amazing right. or something. Yeah. Um, but I think he's, like, scratching the screen now, so I've got to take that away. But, yeah. They so. pay attention, but you have to remember adults absorb the technology differently because our brains are done being developed. And so we can multitask, and we can realize that if we're maybe watching a movie and then on the computer or on our phones, we know the difference between reality and fiction and, and things like that. But when kids are watching, they're soaking it up way differently and they can't disseminate those things and they can't understand the difference between what they're seeing and maybe that message that's in there somewhere Mm -hmm. because they don't have those cognitive skills and so that's why when you have you're allowing kids to play video games that are inappropriate for their age they're going to take that and they're going to transfer it to another part Mm -hmm. and you can see an increase in aggression and you can see an increase in um, violent tendencies and things like that um, or the inability to read those social cues Mm -hmm. to empathize um, and understand that you've hurt someone's feelings or that you've you know made them angry or things like that and so I think that's the dip. Well, I can watch all this TV as a grown-up, and I'm fine. Well, your brain isn't still doing what your children's brains are doing, and so you have to be very aware of not only what they're watching but how much they're watching, and I think Mm. that's a piece is there's not a lot of rules in houses about how much. You know, a lot of times there are rules about what. Like, you can watch cartoons, but you can do it for five hours, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so there's 
there's a lot of um, the parameters are not being put in place in order for these kids to to limit their time mm. um, and then you start to see things like their sleep's getting disturbed or um, especially if they're being allowed to have devices in their rooms um, right that's where I think parents can really like um, on common sense media they talk about tech talk Tuesdays which mm-hmm. sounds kind of silly like maybe okay family let's all come together and have a tech talk but like mm-hmm. letting your children know the reason why it's not a great idea to have this device or right. why I have this rule for you right. and getting their opinion and having that conversation can be an important like stepping stone to right. making this technology work for your family right? because um, they don't have limits. A lot of families don't have limits, and I think some parents feel bad setting limits yeah. when it's exactly what they should Absolutely. do. Absolutely. You don't just let them go ride their bike, you know, down on Hull Street, and that's, you know, it's the same kind of limitations. Just because it's in your house and you know, you know, that they're on a phone or on a tablet doesn't mean that you don't have to set the same limitations. So, you know, some of the things that you would start to see if your kid is having too much screen time is that irritability, they're not sleeping well, um, they're not responding to their peers with social cues, things like that, they're getting more disorganized, they're starting to perform poorly in school, things like that. And, and a quick way to know is to just take the technology away for, you know, a couple weeks. And if the behaviors change then that's what it was and then you can start to incorporate it back into you know things you were talking about your daughter-in-law and her rules I have Mm -hmm. four kids our rule is if it's a school night there's no electronics so and how old are your your my kids are 10 7 4 and 1 so um the one-year-old does nothing um, <laughs> has no screen has time no at screen all time. And, I mean, even <laughs> even if she's in the room when the older kids might be watching tv she's really not paying attention to it you know she doesn't sit and say mm-hmm. oh what is this she mm-hmm. plays with her toys and and does her stuff or i try to maybe make sure their tv time is um when she's napping or something like that yeah. so but we have a rule in our house that there's no electronics um if it's a school night and it's made it pretty easy to enforce that. And there's no questions. There's no please, can I, you know. And then on the weekends, we limit it to, you know, we set a timer. My and there are tech tools for that. Josh, do mm-hmm. you know any apps or do you know where people can find out where apps are that specifically address, like, um, regulating the use of right. your device, whatever it may be, an iPad or that type of thing. Yeah, I know that they're out there. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. There's one called the Mindfulness app. I Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure. Mm, That's not what I was thinking it was. But there are, oh, it's it's something to the effect of like a breath of fresh air. It's something like that. Like go outside and get some air. But yeah, I think if parents Google those, like I even saw this really cute mouse timer, like for Mm -hmm. little kids, like five-year-olds, there's this cute mouse timer where the apple gets eaten. And when the apple's all gone, then (laughs) your time is up. up. You know, there's different things like that that parents can do. And um, if your kids are older, you can put those parental controls to where you can actually make their phone shut off Mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock at night. Um, and other things like that. I mean, I think it's a, a really good tool is just having those things in common areas. 
you know. If, oh, I if definitely they have, agree. If they have a cell phone, have them charge it in your room. You know, at night it's plugged in in your room, and they go to bed, and there's no temptation that once, you know, you're asleep as the parent that yeah. they're sneaking up <laughs> and, up. It, you know, <laughs> they're on it until 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. or something like that. Because uh, I did read somewhere that 75% of our teens do not get enough sleep. So right. if they have a device in their room, then you're just asking <laughs> <That's why>. for it. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, yes, we definitely need. And I think including your kids in, like we talked about earlier, on that conversation about why I have this rule, uh-huh. or maybe you could set up some sort of... Um, Oh, some sort of motivator with your yes. child and get your their responsibilities feedback are done before you get your, you know, um, my kids have tablets, but they're in our room and they have to ask and they can't have them until they've made their beds and cleaned their, mm-hmm. you know, done the tr- their expectations. Yeah. Right. Um, so the bottom line is we want our kids to take what we're teaching them and yes. learn how to self-regulate. Like, yes. they need to know, like, oh, man, I, I need to get outside and play. Mm-hmm. I need to do something else. Sometimes I, I, I think about all the time that we spend looking, even me, looking at my device. And what if I was learning to play the guitar or yes. <laughs> I can spend that time? Right. can't bring my guitar with me everywhere, <laughs> but, you know, you the, if bold. there's some learning or right. something else I could do, mm-hmm. you know, beyond liking a post or a mm-hmm. tweet, you know, right. like we yeah. just want to teach I think it's a good way to get time. information very quickly. I mean, I think yeah. back to the days when we would have to go and find a book and it was, you know, 10 years past what's really going on. The immediacy of some Mm -hmm. data and information is really great, but at the same time, it's that double-edged sword of how much time do you... You just have to be careful. You do. do. And I looked it up. It's called Moment, and it's an app created by Kevin Holesh. Um, And that was one that I had used. I took it off because it was making me feel bad on my phone. (laughs) But it would just monitor the screen time. Right, right. It would tell you how many times you had, like, uh, awakened the device and, like, how many times you had picked it up. Um, And then time-wise, you know, how much time you had spent looking at it. Will it tell you the sites that you were on? Like, I'm thinking about parents that would be interested to know their history of what site. I'm not sure. I don't think it did that. But I was interested in just how how much time am I spending. Spending on your device. There was a study showing that apparently teenagers, which is, you know, approximately 12 to 18, um, are spending about nine hours a day in front of some kind of media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the fact that, you know, let's say they get up at seven in the morning and go to bed at 10. So out of the 15 hours they're up, nine of those hours are on some kind of media device. (laughs) And then those other six, technically, I guess you could say they're in school. But now school is incorporating devices, so you right. have to take into account, you know, the fact that some screen time is happening in their mm-hmm. education process, and not that that's a bad thing, but then if they come home and they're getting even more, even more. So, like, for example, I said my kids don't do it. Well, they do um, Dreambox, which is a county thing for math, mm-hmm. but they do 20 minutes in the morning before they go to school. So that's well under the, whatever they call it, approved or recommended recommended, recommended <laughs> um, hour or less a day that you're supposed 
to let kids in that age range be, and then that leaves that other 40 minutes if they happen to get on a computer when they're at school. Right. Mm. So you have to and take your kids are younger now, like mm. our middle school and our high school students, they all do have Chromebooks now, obviously. You know, I'm not sure how much homework our middle school and high school students have a night, but that's something that parents can monitor, too. They mm-hmm. don't have to take the Chromebook to their bedroom. Correct. The, the Chromebook can be out. Um, homework can be done at the kitchen table. It can mm-hmm. be done wherever they need to have it done, and and parents have access to that device, too. To Correct. To and see. remembering that you're, you're kind of renting that device. You know, mm-hmm. when I was in a school and parents would talk to me about the Chromebook, I would say, well, remember, technically the Chromebook belongs to the school, and you've paid your fee to, to borrow it for this year, and so, in a sense, it's yours to decide what the rules are. So, you can, same kind of thing, have it charging exactly. in your bedroom yes. at night, right. or have yeah. it charging in the kitchen to where it's not, you know, it's not theirs to, to dictate how it's used and, and when mm-hmm. it's used. I mean, you can put those same rules, same rules on that device exactly. that the school has issued. Yeah. And the devices are locked down, but that doesn't mean that wacky stuff can't still happen. Correct. So it's a great idea to keep an eye on just yes. everything. Yes. And we do have the filter on it, obviously, yeah. too. But every mm-hmm. now and then, a filter is not perfect, and something mm-hmm. inappropriate come mm-hmm. come across. So that's when your child needs to learn to self regulate. And right. if you're in the kitchen, that's something you can talk about. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So I think if you just kind of gauge how your family works and managing, you know, ex- managing expectations, communicating about what's happening, using most devices in a common area if you're not together then knowing what they're watching or Mm -hmm. video gaming you know if they are playing a video game what's the rating on it if you have you even maybe watched them play it for a little bit to understand or play it with them right Mm -hmm. um or if they're watching a show what what is it so that you can maybe have those conversations um and making sure you know that there is non-screen time things happening Mm -hmm. it's okay for you to turn it off and say go outside or you know go build something or draw something or talk to me talk to me or play the guitar right (laughs) now and that goes for any child I think children that are elementary all the way up to high school they're Mm -hmm. all our children and our goal is to have them leave and be wonderful productive self-regulating citizens so in the end I think my takeaway from screenager is that Mm -hmm. I need to be a good role model yes like I think from everything Mm -hmm. Like, I need to put my device down and have a conversation at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm never holding that phone in the car when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. There's just so many levels of things that I think i that's what I'm taking away from all of this is that I need to be a good role model for Mm -hmm. all the children that I see. As the grown-ups, we are in charge of that and they are watching I mean my I'll be honest my four year old daughter picks up a plastic phone and pretends like she's texting on it and so I and that's a great quick Mm -hmm. way you know to get in touch with somebody and not but at the same time 
how much are they watching that happen? Right. Um, Probably thinking all the that time. that <laughs> and taking right. it in. Yeah. Even yeah. go in the grocery store or whatever. Right. Yeah. But there are tons of great uses. Like I think about like Google Earth and looking mm-hmm. at things on a map or yeah. being able to share videos yeah. and see my grandson with FaceTime. Like mm-hmm. there's so many positives. I'm so glad that we have technology. Yeah. I just hope that everybody takes the time to think about it. I think it's balance like anything else. Exactly. It's yeah. balance. Yeah, yeah, being intentional about it. Because like we are saying, there's so many great things about it. But if you just kind of um, idly play with it, it will suck up all the time that <laughs> yes. you give to it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, just being intentional. And then uh, going along with that, um, to go back to what you were saying about like the ratings and checking the ratings uh-huh. for video games and stuff, um, and just knowing that like what it what the Motion Picture Association of America what they rate as PG thirteen is not the same as what it used to be Correct. you know fifteen or twenty like they let just I don't know from my perspective just craziness slide that yes. you know they would have Correct. caught or something and I'm not sure what has changed that but you know just thinking about that you know well even more that there used to be on TV. I mean, I remember as a kid, there was, like, more, like, that subtle hint to some right. of the things that were more adult. But now it's just Nothing all is subtle. out there. <laughs> right. You've got to filter that a little yeah, bit. So. Yeah. And what it, society is presenting as normal, mm-hmm. it's up to you to decide, is that normal? Right. And For is you that and okay? your family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very true. Just because it's yes. out there doesn't mean it has to happen that way, right? Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I'd also like to say finally, too, as we are wrapping this up, I just was listening this weekend to a podcast, not either one of ours, John. Right. <laughs> Since this is my first episode, it would definitely not be mine. Not that one but yet. anyway, um, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how um, going outside, uh-huh. really there's so many cognitive benefits yes. of just going outside. Yes. So lastly, yes. we need to put down our devices and go outside Take a walk. and make learning happen. Exactly. Especially in our schools. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and one more thing I was thinking. <laughs> I always have at least one more thing. Lots of thoughts. Um, so we were talking about uh, just kind of from the physical standpoint, like if uh, a child starts playing with these things mm-hmm. too early, like it, it actually changes the way that their brain yes. is wired. Yes. Um, thinking about that, because students are, and just children and people in general, are exposed to devices and just screens so mm-hmm. much, almost constantly. You have to be intentional to look away from it. Like if you're in a restaurant or something, it's mm-hmm. just everywhere. Um, one thing that I've started doing is wearing blue blocker glasses. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of brands of those. And you can find them on like Amazon and stuff. And they can go from like $5 to, you could probably spend you know however much sure. you wanted to on right. um, But they have an orangish tint to the lens like a yellowish mm-hmm. tint and it blocks the blue rays mm-hmm. and supposedly like from our screens it'll it just shoots blue rays um, yes. at you and that can mess with your brain especially later in the day yes. um, it can give you headaches and it can also make it difficult for you to go to sleep mm-hmm. um, so that makes sense why people are having problems sleeping if yes. they're literally checking and it checking trickles down to other parts of your body because you're not getting that sleep and it all it all plays into like your overall health so yeah, yeah that blue light is definitely one of the keys to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And if your brain doesn't shut off and like when when I when we do sleep our brains 
um, sleep <laughs> for a bit, but mm -hmm. after a while, they actually, there are these, there's something, it's like ducts or something that's in the brain that actually opens up, and then these fluids will kind of go through and clean things out, but if we're not asleep for long enough, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, right. and that's why if you get a really good night's sleep, you wake up feeling fantastic, but you could get like, you know, seven hours or something, and still wake up like, well, time-wise, that's pretty okay, but you can still feel really you didn't bad go into that deep into yeah. that thing right. and so that makes me think um, about how we're saying that we're distracted so much yes. due to technology i'm yeah. thinking about how like back in the day we would just kind of like daydream i wonder if something like that is kind of oh, happening interesting yeah. yeah and i'm just making that up so sure. i don't know but i wonder if something <laughs> it's not scientific because we don't have like downtime to really like think yes. or get, yes. to get to bored. reflect, right? Yes, mm -hmm. just to right. be. Right. Yeah, mindfulness, maybe. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow, we're all over. We are. We are all over <laughs> the map. Yeah. Okay, so in closing, uh, uh, what what are our recommendations for parents to to set rules, set expectations, um, link their screen time to other expectations? You know, you have to do. You know, I have this saying, you, we do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do. So doing those things that chores and everything, and then they get their screen time. Um, common areas, um, understand what they're playing or watching, um, and just making sure that they are getting the recommended amount. You know, if they're younger than two, none. If they're three to 12, I believe it's an hour or less. And then from 12 to adult, it's, two hours max right yeah okay. and that doesn't include like their time at school that's their free time with with take um, it into time. advisement because some days yeah. they're in front of that Chromebook almost, almost the whole yeah. day so okay. um just yeah. think about it as part that's of, important you know. yeah yeah okay. if you're staring at it for eight hours right. when you get you're home doing something yeah. fun, right. your eyes have still been looking at screen right. for eight and hours and encourage them to do things that incorporate them with other humans to develop per, those social person, skills. To make sure <laughs> right. their social skills are not disappearing. Right. Yeah. Very cool. And like you said, so you were saying like zero to two. Yes, nothing. nothing. But so I'm, I think like some people might say, but other people are getting to play with it. So my kid's going to be left behind. That's but, okay. Yeah, I wanted to tie that back. You were saying that kids are really good. You hand them something and they can pick it up really quickly. Yeah. So if you're worried about. First that, of all, they'll be, be okay, and second of all, they might be better. You're in right. charge, so it's okay to say no because you don't want to do that long-term, permanent developmental stuff to them because just because you wanted them to have something that everybody else right. had. So, and sometimes that's hard. It is. It's hard, but, but you're doing them a favor in exactly. the long run. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Catherine, thank you so much you're for welcome. being with us. Thanks for having me. This is Kat Tompkins and, and Josh Griesenbach. Thanks for joining us today. All right. If you would like to learn more about today's topic, visit ScreenagersMovie.com. There you will find useful parenting information and links to the research we mentioned in this podcast. You can also find parent resources at commonsensemedia.org forward slash screen dash time. Please follow the CCPS Office of Family and Community Engagement on Facebook and on Twitter at CCPS Face One. Thanks for engaging.